Sky Blue Stories is recorded at the Hills Podcast Studio at the Bella Vista Hotel. I'm here with Adrian Benoza, who's the founder and CEO of Arrow Sport, who sponsors Sky Blue Stories. Adrian, tell us a little bit about Arrow Sport. Uh, well, this is a company made for those by someone who loves the game for people who do love the game. And so, you know, we specialize in creating the best looking jerseys on the field with the best materials and at the best prices. So you're re- it's really a win-win sort of situation here. And so we're here to, you know, make you look good, feel good, and, you know, don't sting your wallet too much. <laughs> Absolutely. And and people can, can submit some designs. You, you're completely open to their own input into the designs. 100%. I actually encourage it. So we have our own templates on our website, which you can see on our gallery. But if you have a design that you're looking to print out for yourself, you know, bring your own vision to life, you're more than welcome to let me know and we can go from there. Brilliant. And it's a wonderful partnership that we've got going between Sky Blue Stories and Arrow Sport. Adrian, where can we find, uh, where can we find all the best information on Arrow Sport? Uh, a couple of ways. You can either go through our socials at ArrowSportAU. You can either then go to www.arrowsport.com.au. That will have all of our details. Or you can just email me directly at info at arrowsport.com.au. Thank you, guys. Yeah, excited. <laughs> Thank you so much. And thanks for saying I'm your favorite player. Thanks for having me on, guys. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Thanks so much for having me. Um, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. No problems, guys. Thank you for having us. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for having me on here. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you for having me on. Hey, guys. How are you going? No problems at all, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. It's a nice introduction. No problem. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Good laugh, a good chat. So I enjoyed it. Thanks, boys. Tonight on Sky Blue Stories, we welcome another of Sydney FC's favourite sons. Despite being very much a Perth boy, Brandon O'Neill built his path to football and glory through Sydney FC in a five-year stint, which captured the 2016-17 Premiership and Championship double, the club's first FFA Cup triumph, the 2018-19 Championship, and was part of the squad that would eventually go on and take out the 1920 double. Uh, to be one of Sydney FC's most decorated players and seventh on the all-time A-League appearance list. Branners or Bangers, as he came to affectionately be known by the Sky Blues fans, played every game with a smile on his face and shirt very much tucked in. One of the most humble, hardworking and other person-centred individuals we've been blessed as a fan base to call our own. It's an enormous Sky Blue Stories welcome to Brandon O'Neill. <laughs> Thank you very much. That intro, God, I might have to give you a bit of money for it. <laughs> Unbelievable. I can give a entire because, you know, the exchange yeah. rate. <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, true. You'll probably lose money. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, thanks uh, Thanks so much for joining us tonight. We really do appreciate it. Um, how are you, mate? How are things over in Thailand? Good, good. It's um, obviously good to be back on talking Sydney and everything to do with Sydney when you're when you're away from from Thailand uh, away from Thailand away from Australia and um, you, you only get to watch the games and I can only watch them on Bet365 so I can't even get the commentary or hear Bimby or any of the lads ah. on the side screaming or shouting so um yeah it's uh no it's it's, it's good the life over here is good mate um yeah it's COVID is here, but Buriram is so small that we can kind of um, just carry on as normal. So me and my wife have got a, a pretty good life over here. You can see Buriram in probably 15 minutes, but um, what, I love, what I love about it, it's just a football crazy town. The, the town's just built on the football team and everywhere you go, you're out for a coffee and um, literally, and I mean this, everyone, man, dog, woman, cat, bird, has got a Buriram United top on. 
So wow. yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, when when we're sitting having a coffee, uh, obviously my wife's got blonde hair, blue eyes, I'm a orang and with freckles. We stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> In the north of Thailand. <laughs> Yeah, so we're like aliens. <laughs> yeah, mate. Do you get accosted that much? Like, or you, you're left well enough alone, or do you get the, the stroke of Kind of, yeah. Sometimes people come over to you and like, oh, very handsome boy, very, very beautiful <laughs> lady. And, and I'm just looking at the wife going, just roll with it, just roll. Yeah, no, um, but yeah, now nah, genuinely, they're, um, they're, they're really nice. The culture over here is lovely, the, the people are lovely, and um. Instead of being kind of excluded that you're, you're different or you're from a different country, they're uh, very inclusive. They include you in a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. So um, yeah, so so far so good. Fantastic, mate. A couple of important questions. We've got a lot loaded up tonight. From got some fan questions as well, um, and our usual Sky Blue stories favourites. But a couple of important ones before we get started. Firstly, what's the latest on number four? <laughs> Tell you what, number four has captured the hearts of many people uh, here in Thailand and back home. So a week ago, um, driving to train, my wife had only just come here from uh, come out of quarantine. She left Australia to come here. And we were driving and as we come past our um, little complex where we live in the corner, we saw a litter of stray puppies with the mum and the dad there. And um, there was four of them. So we went over and I was like, oh, Nicole, like, we've got to sort these out. We've got to... We've, got to get them food and water just look after them so we went to the shops quickly popped back and started feeding them every day and that went for a good three days and after the third day we came back and we noticed three of them were running about and we couldn't see the fourth one and my wife Nicole was looking here then we just couldn't find it so we were whistling and normally whistling they come and um we we heard I think my wife heard like a little bit of a like a, a yelp Mm. And poor number four, that's how he's got the name number four. He was he was uh, under a rock and he couldn't move his, his back leg. Um, so we moved the rock, picked him up, probably shouldn't have, but picked him up because he was just a little baby. And um, we thought, right, we need, to, we need to bring him home and care for him. So we brought him home and we just started getting him as much food, as much water as, as, as we could. Um, it was probably day six, day seven that he wasn't he wasn't taken to the food or water very well, um, and he was just he was just, he couldn't walk, he couldn't do anything. Um, so we brought him to the vet, and literally, long story short, God knows this this terminator dog. He's changed me, Nicole, over here. He's um, so he's he's been hit by a car, bless him. Um, he fractured his his left leg. He's um, He's, he's also obviously really malnourished because he's not been able to eat or drink. Um, and he's just yesterday, he just had an operation to fix. Um, he had a tear in his bladder, in, in his kidney. So he was actually urinating inside of himself, mm. which caused a lot of inflammation. So this, this poor lad has been through the mill. Um, we're still feeding his family at the minute. So we're keeping them as healthy as we can. And we pop and see number four in the mornings and at night at the, at the hospital here in Buriram to see how he's doing. And yeah, honestly, he shouldn't be here. He should be well and truly passed away, but he's he's still fighting, bless him. And um, yeah, we're, we're trying to give him as much chance to, behind to survive as possible. So yeah, everyone out there, get behind number four. He, he's a little he's a little lad, but oh my God, he can right. fight this chap. Put a put a bet on number four tonight, I reckon. In the... That's right. That's right. That's what we've been saying. Like we we've been backing him, backing him in so much. We're like he shouldn't be doing what he's doing, but we're backing him in. 
Fantastic. Mate, second second very important question, and, and this one will only be for the three of us because I think by the time we release this, the race will be over, but who is Miles backing in the slipper? Do you know, I lived, just before I jumped on here, um, I messaged him saying, who do you fancy? And he, he did message back and he, he says, who do you fancy? So normally oh. he gets, yeah, he gets a bit of in, inside from me and then he kind of makes his... Uh, but I reckon he, he does like a front runner, uh, Milo, my old, my old boy. Um, he doesn't really like to put his money on back markers that um, you're waiting and waiting for them to come. So I think Milo will be going towards a, a profiteer, maybe. Yep. Yep. Or um, I, I don't personally mind the Philly in it, uh, four moves ahead. They'd be yep. probably the two. Yeah. I like the name of Kalashnikov, but I haven't been following the form, so I've got no idea. Yeah, well, he's, I think he's won his last two, so he's in form. There you go. Well, right. Speaking of horses, we've got a you know liking your favourite. I've got a I've got a mate like that we call Cadbury, because um, he does nothing but favourites. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I like that. Yeah, like that. Dalton, put some money on it, bang. So, <laughs> um, now we've been following your story, and we know your dad's your best mate, and you know some of the the things that he's been through, and 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 the family. We know, and you've just said as well, you speak to him every day. How's he going? Is he all right? Is he, you know, tip top? Yeah, talking talking to fighters. Um, yeah, number four. And um, obviously, yeah, me, me dad, me dad shouldn't be here, bless him. He hasn't got any lungs, literally. So um, it was when, it was probably my last, it was my last season at Sydney. Um, and it was just before the start of our, my last pre-season. And um, before I went to Korea, he was, he was diagnosed with lung cancer. Mm. Um, and so I went in and I spoke to Bimby and then all the coaching staff there at Sydney and they were unbelievable. They were uh, obviously being a family club, it was just like football second, you first. And I had a really good chat with him and uh, I went home and, and saw me old boy. And um, yeah, it was unfortunately something that we were kind of preparing for as a family silently because my dad um back in his generation in ireland like they, they smoked when they were 12 13 it was just normal you know to start having a fag then um and so yeah just unfortunately it's it's caught up to him um and and it kind of came at a stage where i was and and nicole we were ready to kind of venture off and try different countries different footballs and and kind of live um and make our own stories and I had a good chat with him before leaving to Korea and he says look that and it and it still rings in my head now it says the the thing that will kill me quicker is that if you want to go and and live out your dream he goes if you you do that then you'll keep me going and I don't fucking know how but that has kept him that is he's kept his word to that because um the the cancer now is is at a stage where we're, we're keeping him very comfortable um, it's it's gone from um, terminal to kind of we're, we're we're thankful and lucky that he's he's lasting week to week and and day to day and um, yeah he's uh, he's been me and and my wife doing this to, together away from home he's been our inspiration you know I, I wake up and uh, I FaceTime him every day and um, I think when he hears stories of life in Thailand and about number four and uh, football and he, he it, it just keeps him going, keeps him smiling. And I, I know it's not going to be forever, but um, I'm so happy and thankful that he can experience through me everything that I'm experiencing here. Because 
yeah, we often talk about him, me and my wife, and a lad from Perth growing up, a chubby lad that couldn't run around the football field. I had a good pass on me and a good die. I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing now, you know, and he's just so happy and proud that, um, yeah, a young lad from, from Perth is able to, to be doing this. And, yeah, I'm, we're, we're so glad to have him on this journey with us. No, we're all rooting for him and, and the yeah. family as well. Yeah. So. He's got to make another Melbourne Cup at, le- at the very, very least, Brenners. Yeah, uh, well, would you believe before COVID hit, one of his dreams was to go to Melbourne Cup. We had it all teed up for him. Oh, and then bloody you. COVID came and thought, Matt, Milo, you've got to watch that on telly, mate. So, yeah, it would be nice. This would be nice. One of his things is like he, we're, we're giving him, well, he's doing it himself. He's, he's getting. He gives himself dates to kind of, so he's looking forward to my birthday in April, then my mum's and then his birthday in June. And um, yeah, obviously watching the football on a weekend and stuff that, that keeps him going. So yeah, I'm just everything and everything, just proud of him. Well, Brandon, last time we, we tried to tee this up with you about six months ago and God, a shitload has changed during that time. You know, you're (laughs) in the middle of being in South Korea and then you came back to Perth in the middle of the pandemic as you do. And yeah. then now you're in Thailand. Do you ever um like wake up in the morning and go, where the hell am I? Oh, all the time, especially when you see cows crossing our, our little paddock here. <laughs> That's not free. Nicole was coming home from the shops the other day and she spent five minutes waiting to get into the house because the cows were crossing. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, you, you wake up and um, where our place is at the minute, um, it's like someone's plopped a very new um a, a new little apartment in like a field you know and we wake up there's birds chirping there's cows out there and it's just like what are we doing here like we weren't meant to be here but <laughs> yeah if someone if someone would have said the journey from sydney to where i'm at, at the minute was meant to be like this i would have laughed i would have no not a chance in hell but it's these are the things that really you're writing your own story, really. You're, you're creating these life experiences that um, other people aren't very lucky to get. You know, that's and and I'm very humbled and very just very honoured to be in this position because leaving Sydney, I w- we we said we me and my wife always do things as a team. We're we're a team in in this, and um, we sat down when it was it was probably the most enjoyable five years of my life at Sydney, and I can still say that today. It was amazing what we what I was able to just experience there, let, let alone the, the, the achievements yeah. and the wins and the grand finals and this and that, like the, they're, they're my family, you know, they're, they're dead set. They're my family away from family. And my wife still feels the same and the people that she's met in Sydney. And um, I, 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 I truly believe we have a definitely unfinished business there, but leaving there, we were ready. You know, we were 24, 25, we were ready to embark on that new journey. And um, which led us to, an amazing footballing journey in South Korea. By God, them chaps can run and train. Like I thought I was fit in Sydney. Yeah. Oh my, it's like army style in South Korea. And it, it, the, the livelihood there was probably the most challenging of myself and Nicole. Cause I spoke about Thailand being very inclusive. I think it's, it's nothing got to do with um, the Korean culture and this and that. It, it's just the way they go about things is just very different to our Western culture. And so we were trying to, getting in amongst the Koreans, but they just in their own, they were, they were very exclusive. So it kind of just left me and Nicole just sat in most nights after football and um, just trying to do things on our own really. Um, and then it got to a stage when my dad ended up 
we we thought he was probably on his way out and um yeah we we got the i got the call from his mom just saying that he was in hospital um and she was given a do not resuscitate so i looked at nicole and nicole looked at me and said we we need to get on a plane asap so we we foregoed the last eight games of the k league to to come home spend two weeks in in quarantine we did that and um yeah, he just kept kicking. He just kept finding like a good horse does. And um, yeah, he, 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 we managed, uh, I managed to probably have the best eight weeks of quality time with him in that period. I, I could, he, he came out of hospital and he was, he was um, at home for, for eight weeks and it was just every morning waking up with him right there. What, what would you want to do today? I'd go up and get him a Macca's coffee, bring that home. And then it was pretty much, yeah, do your form for the horses, watch the football and just, you know, have them have them live chats that like you don't really get to have, you know, when we're all busy and we're all doing this, that and the other, like the, the quality, the actual quality time you spend with loved ones is very limited, you know, and I had eight weeks probably. Yeah, it, it probably ends up to like eight years, mate, of, of just quality time and quality chats and which then led me to Thailand, which was, an, we, we were actually, we were watching one of a group, we must've been watching a group one because my dad was cheering on who he thought would win. <laughs> and um, I think it came second or he loves it. He loves back in a second, my dad. And um, it, it, it came second and he kind of jumped up. And as I jumped up, my phone went off and I looked and it was my agent, Tony saying, um, Hello. What, what do you reckon to this? And I showed it straight. I said, Dad, take your mind off you another second. Have a look at this. And um, we we both thought it was a piss take. Like, we honestly, <laughs> uh, uh, we were just like, this can't, this can't be happening. Not a chance this can't be happening. So I I must be me, uh, me agent back going like, look, if this is for real, like, <laughs> please, please let me know. Because this is this was just life-changing, lads. Honestly, life-changing. Something that, again, shouldn't happen to a lad from Perth. And um Within 24 hours, we had an, an official offer through. Um, so we, it was then okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was then all right. Let, let's find me teammate. Let's find me wife. Sit down and um, yeah, coming back to leaving Sydney, the, where I feel me and my wife have a really good handle on things is that we we make decisions together um, and. It's all based about getting the most out of ourselves and kind of being the best version of ourselves. And this deal that came through was life changing. And the only thing that would ever change us pushing higher and higher to achieve the best that we could football in terms was if our future after football was taken care of. Like the biggest thing for me is like after football, if I can wake up and Nicole is, is doing whatever she wants to do and our kids are doing whatever they want to do and I'm here to support them and, and sacrifice as much as I can for them. Um, that's that's huge for me. And luckily, um, yeah, we never thought Thailand would give us that, but here we are. Brilliant. Well, we'll take us back, Branners, as that chubby, and I'll use your, <laughs> they're your words, not mine, um, but you originally were a Perth boy despite that accent. Um, how did you come about, you know, playing for Perth Glory, but um, how did it all come about to eventually sign for Sydney FC and spend five glorious years there with the Sky Blue family? 
Yeah, so I started playing at um, ECU Dune Lup in, um, in Perth and uh, a lot of lads have, have come from there in Perth to, uh, to, to try state their hand as a professional footballer and I started off there and I, I ended up actually going when I was 12, 13. Um, I went over to England for a few trials at Leeds and Burnley. Um, nothing really eventuated. <laughs> they probably thought it was too, too feckin' chubby. Um, <laughs> So I came back and then um, we we went into um, 14s and under 14s and 15s at ECU and um, from there I, I started to shed a little bit of that puppy fat so I was able to do a little bit more on the pitch which was good and that kind of I think elevated me then to I was 14 playing under 18s and then when I was 15 I actually made my MPL debut for the first team and I think if you're doing that in um, in kind of the footballing world you people then start looking and start questioning who's this chap who's what what's he doing and um yeah from, from there I was I was able to go and trial with the glory youth and um I was able to yes yeah, sign a scholarship deal there and um yeah that's when that's when everything kind of changed for me it was it was like you need to watch what you eat. You need to get fitter. You need to, um, like I was having a takeaway on a Friday night. Maccas was fucking calling me name. And like that, that all I had to stop. Oh, you know? What was your order? Um, two hamburgers, a large fries, a large chocolate shake and McFlurry. I'm an McFlurry. Oh, beautiful. I don't know. Get that out. Sorry. Can you, see how, can you see the kid coming out of me there? I still remember it like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> hang on, hang on. What's your McFlurry topping? Ooh. M&M's and sometimes if I'm feeling a little bit cheeky I add uh, some Oreo as well so Oreo and M&M's oh mate I'll, I'll, I will send you a screenshot of my Uber Eats order that was in the <laughs> <laughs> last night <laughs> so, so I was, uh, yeah I was 15 16 and um, yeah things just had to start changing if I wanted to give it a go and I think I was the end of I was 15 turning 16 I've yeah, I had a crack at the youth and then actually made my debut for the, the senior side, um, thanks to Ian Ferguson on, yeah, it was, I think, one of the last games they played at home. And um, and then after that, like, it was like a whirlwind of a time getting there. And then for like four years, I just sat sat on the bench. Um, I just watched the lads run around and have a go. And Who was, was uh, Kenny Lowe in charge at the time, Brennan? So. At the end, Kenny was. Um, I went for I think from Fergie to Alistair Edwards, and yep. then Alistair Edwards to, to Cause Kenny. Because his sons kept getting played ahead of you, mate. In the well, I'm actually like people do say that, but Ryan and Cam are terrific lads. Like I grew up playing with them, and um, <laughs> yeah, you, you actually set yourself up for that one. Uh, they're actually they're actually really nice guys, very down to earth. I played a lot of junior footballs with them, so I kind of felt sorry for the position they were put in in Perth because they were just getting talked about like it was just willy-nilly where they, all they wanted to do was be footballers, you know? Um, so, yeah, it was a, it was a difficult situation. Um, I always felt I was close. You know, I was a good trainer. I was, I was always close, but never... I just never had that someone that said, actually, Brandon, we're going to give you a run of games here. Like, mm. give it a whirl and we'll see how you go. Um, I was playing centre-back and I was doing bits and pieces where... It was a it was a youth team game. Uh, uh, we actually played Sydney, and I, I and um, Arnie was no sorry. We played Central Coast when oh, yeah. Arnie was the uh, the coach there, and then he spotted me again when we played Sydney. And it just from there he goes, look, you're you're twenty, 
you're not really doing much here at Perth. I can't promise you anything, but what I can promise you, you're going to get all the resources necessary to to become whatever you can become at Sydney. You've just got to you've just got to get here, really. So um, I'll, I always remember going into Kenny Lowe's office, and I spent half the day there, and I said, "Look, Kenny, I'm so sorry, mate. I'm not leaving until we mutually terminate my contract." Um, wow. And it was kind of a standoff. Um, and Kenny came back and said, "Look, we're not we're not leaving you. You're a good lad. You that you." the teammates love you and I was like I, yeah I don't I, I have great lads here you know but unfortunately like it's either now or never can like I'm, I'm either going to make something of this or I'm not you want to play football at the end of the day that, that was right yeah that was right and um, it, it, I, was, I was 20 turning 21 it was at that stage where it was either like do this for real make a real go of this or play MPL and, and, and find another job really and um, thank god yeah Kenny came to the, the right decision on my end anyway, that we mutually terminated the deal. I had then, um, that was in January. So I had three months um, where I was back in Perth. Um, I couldn't sign for Sydney until the following season. And this was Annie's first year in, in charge. So I spent three months training with ECU, uh, the state league team and MPO, just to keep my fitness up. Um, the lads actually got to Annie's first granny with Sydney that year. Yep. So, um yeah, you, you could imagine me, a, a young, fat, chubby lad from Perth, watching my new team now make a granny in the A-League, going, feck me, I'm going to join these lads. Like, <laughs> I need to be on my game. And my me, me first, actually, my first couple of minutes with them was against Chelsea and Tottenham. Oh, um, uh, yeah, and, oh, that's right. Yeah, when they played that. So, baptism uh, of absolute fire for me. But, well, yeah, what a way to start the Sydney journey. What's what the just quickly the the Premier League teams is that just another world is that what you expect oh, yeah. were you surprised underwhelmed uh, you know taking, oh, yeah. taking the Chelsea and Tottenham out of it um, yeah you're um, you, you, I think you're just amazed really because you you think like you, th- you sometimes you go into a game when you prepare very well as we do as the lads do at Sydney you go in very confident like oh, I'm I'm all right here. Like, I can kick a ball about I can give this a red hot crack you know but against them it's it's like you just you're a shadow you know you just you're there just to make up the numbers really like it's amazing honestly I I remember playing Arsenal and I marked Meza Ozil and this chap looked like he was in third gear the whole game and I could not get near him. I love chasing the chap round. I love getting close and making tackles and like, I love a challenge, but it was like, he was just two, three, four, five steps ahead of everything that I thought I was doing. Like it was, yeah, it was, but them experiences, like it's awesome, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's really it's interesting awesome. for us to hear it from people we consider good at football as well, like yourselves, the players and whatnot and go, Hey, reflect on that experience. That's that's pretty cool as well. Um, we've got a couple of quick fire ones for you. We've got um, a couple of people that are kind enough to donate to our cause, help us, you know, with running costs, paying for a Zoom and whatnot. Uh, and they've yes, and they've submitted some questions. So a couple of quick fire ones. Uh, you've got two grand finals, seventeen and nineteen. Which one went more to you, the 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 one at home or the one in your old town? Mm. See, I've, I've had this question before and it's difficult because they were both completely different if like your first granny is your first granny you know I was shitting a brick for the whole week and then I got, I got I got there and it was just a blur and it was the most amazing thing but I, if I have to pick one that pulls on my heartstrings it's the 19 one like I'll never I'll never I even talk about it now I'll never experience that ever again I don't think in my life to grow up in in Perth to have literally I kid you not 
everyone in that stadium that had a hand in getting me to where I was, like they were there, you know, I had tickets for them and they came and watched and um, like, yeah, to have a granny at home in, in front of all, all your family members, all your friends, but all like, like even past coaches and, and past teammates and everyone was there and like you score a penno and they're watching and it's just, yeah, it's, it's a feeling of, I second only to get married, you know, that feeling of just, you can't, you can't describe, you know, you cannot describe. I'm definitely yeah. in the good books. I'm in the good book for life by saying that with Nicole now, but um, yeah, no, she's that granny. You up? She's she, not in the room. Is she, she making you say that? No, again? She's, out, she's out. She's out. I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just a poke coming no, off screen. Yeah. But no, nah, that 19 granny, hands down, was uh, that was the most special, special <laughs> moment of my life. Really. Very good. Uh, and the other one was uh, also from Jovan. Uh, yeah. Which of your Brewerum teammates do you think we uh, at Sydney FC should, should, should sign? That's a good question. Oh. And include yourself in that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take that. Brand is well, uh, okay. I'd take him back. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, we'll, yeah, one day um, when, we're, when we're finished. Um, yeah, making our stories, we'll uh, we'd love to we'd love to come back and say good day to all the lads. Um, but God, one team, one team, mate. There's there's a few there's a few decent decent players here actually. They're, in our team, we've got a lot of national team players, and then we've got two young lads. Um, they're brothers actually. Um, one's called Super Chuck, and one's called Super Nat. Um, and they're twenty and eighteen, and they're they're the next big things here in Thailand. They're um, Technically unbelievable. Physically, Cove would go to town with those two names. <laughs> you know, they all have they all have nicknames over here, like Super Chalk and Super Nat. One's called Bank and one's called Check. <laughs> That's so cool. Then you have other lads over here, like um, Jack Apana, number 10. He's called Note. So I call him $10, but he still doesn't understand the, the banter. <laughs> he just kind of looks at me like, uh, and the then we have, we have another lad. He's called Arm, like as like a limb, like Arm. Yeah. Okay, so what's what's yours then? Couldn't brand um, it. Yeah, they just O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to teach him like Brano or Branners or, you know, like I'm trying to, but it's, it's, it's hard with the old lingo. So whatever it looks, whatever they call me, I'm just like, yeah, I'm here. There you go. Brilliant. Uh, our next question from Ardo said, given the context of the world with COVID, uh, mm. do you sometimes wonder if the timing of your move away from Sydney was the right time? Mm. That's great time. question. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> great question. Um, this is probably something that I've, I've often thought about um, and I'm, and I'm just so I'm, I'm taking aback with how things happened because I left and COVID hit and all of my best mates suffered like it, in the most simple terms, you know, the league um, from the head of FFA all the way through to the clubs and then lads livelihoods. Like obviously I'm really close to all the lads at Sydney and um, like, I know they have mortgages. I know they have kids. I know that the kids go to school, you know, I know some of the wives don't work like, but they still need to provide. And um, here's me and Nicole off in Korea, still being able to, to earn what we earn overseas and not be affected through COVID. Um, and here's lads in the A-League that I deem as like lifelong mates that are really going through hardship. 
And me and Nicole were, were often in probably our lowest times in Korea when we were missing home, missing Sydney in that environment. We often thought back to like, we're just so lucky, like how things happened, how it eventuated. Like we're able now to start setting up, setting up a future where lads back home are, are, are just trying to dig deep in order to kick a ball around. And that was a big reminder for us to just keep going, keeping our heads down and making sure that we were, uh, we always thought like, look at the position we're in compared to what's happening back home. And um, you've already alluded to it already, but like what's, what's the day in the life? there in thailand when what what's the day like when you don't have training there's no game you know you're just sitting there having a cup of coffee watching cows cross the road like what's what's the day in the life of thailand road trips yeah so like we're over here in in thailand we're 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 quite lucky that it's it's very yeah it's very laid back it's very chilled and you can kind of do what you want but i'm the sort of lad that likes to prepare for a weekend's game on a monday so say if you play on a saturday like i work backwards and i know what i've got to do to prepare for that saturday game and that lifestyle that chilled and like we don't have a gym program we don't have a prehab program we don't have this that and the other we just literally rock up and it's like right let's have a crack and if you're not good enough then you get a flick and it's like well if i don't do what if i don't prepare for this six months down the line i will be getting the flick there's no questions asked you know because i've not i've not grown up in this environment mm -hmm. so um again yeah me and we wake up in the morning have a coffee in bed and and we don't train till the afternoon so it gives us the morning my me, me wife loves crossfit she's a she's a nutcase, I yeah, call well, her a nutcase. She's, she's elite she yeah she's, she's definitely stronger than me i'm an absolute yep. nothing compared to the weapon i've married but she <laughs> yes yeah, she, she goes off we found a gym over here that caters for that and um then yeah luckily enough i keep in contact with their um with clarky the straight and thin conditioning for the soccer rules I, ch I chat with paps um chris pappas our snc at sydney and just through a, just dialogue and um again having the best foundation at sydney for five years i kind of know what my body needs and what it doesn't need and in a morning i just have to tick boxes making sure i'm doing my prehab doing my stretching doing um, my running mechanics my speed work to make sure i'm ready to go for that afternoon session so that kind of takes us to about 12 o'clock from the morning um and then from there yeah it's pretty much do do a bit of shopping um come back have a bit of lunch and an avo sesh but yeah right. now coming to the end of the season we've because we can't really do this that and the other we're uh, yeah just planning on on Traveling Thailand, going to well, maybe Phuket. Some of, your, some of your OCDness in terms of prehab and rehab and all that has that rubbed off on the on the team mm. at all? Have they have they looked at you strangely or started to pick up on? Yeah, that? yeah, they, they think I'm fucking mental. Yeah, they think I'm <laughs> mental. But I got that at Sydney anyway. The lads just oh. because I was there, the lads just knew what I was about. They were just yeah, this chap's off the rocker a bit. Leave him to it. Like on he goes. <laughs> But I found that, like, I wasn't always like that, but I found bang for me buck, that was getting me to play my best football. And if that's going to get me to get me playing my best football, I actually feel happy and fulfilled. Like, there's nothing worse than coming off on that park on, on, after a game and thinking, like, I could have done more. Mm. But mm. the way I'm, uh, I try to prepare for things is, like, even if we get smacked 5 nil, I can stick my hand up and say, look, I couldn't have done anything. I prepared for that game as best I could. And look, on the day, we were just second rate, you know. But does it, sometimes it happens. But tomorrow, I'll, I'll start planning for the next game. And um, yeah, you, you, you get looks here in Thailand like, what are you doing? Like, you don't need to be doing that. 
<laughs> but I'm just like, look, this is me. I'm weird. I'm mental, and you you'll get to know this is just how this is what gets me going. Brilliant, and it works. Brilliant. Um, this question, Brenners, comes from someone. Oh, they they've sort of remained anonymous. Their their initials are N O. Um, but we've heard you're a very good handyman. Is it true um, you're a real man's man when it comes to putting things together and fixing things around the house? I wonder who could this be? N-O. Hmm. <laughs> N-O. She fucking lives with me, she, she knows. <laughs> uh, as, as honest as honest I can be, like I could toot me out and say, yeah, I can put, I am that bad at putting together things. It's not even funny. Like you give me an Ikea flat pack, I, I need to take a couple of days off training to actually read the instructions. <laughs> and then just leave afterwards. So yeah, so what tends to happen is I'll, um, I'll clean up after, I'll do the dishes and I'll do the hoovering and sometimes I'll make the bed if she doesn't beat me to it, but. Yeah, anything to do with handyman stuff. I just see, yeah, Nicole, on you go. I'll cheer you on as best I can. <laughs> very good. Very good. Um, and, uh, that was good. Yeah. yeah. Funnily, uh, funnily, enough, funnily enough, Brenners, the next one uh, is similar, but it's from someone with J-O. Um, and they ask, um, do you consider yourself a waffler or have you been pretty well behaved on this podcast? <laughs> J-O. Oh, right. That's, um, that's my wife's nickname, Jules, that I've given yeah. us. So that's another great question from the great woman herself. Um, yeah, I yeah, I, I waffle to the cow. If you get me going, I waffle to the cow. You've been doing well, mate. You've been, you've Am been I doing all right? That's good. So I'm, I'm going to make sure she listens to this because, yeah, she, she's very like, can you, Branagh, where you get? I was going, just get to the fucking point. Like, stop <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, but I need to give a bit of context to, I will get to the point, but I'll give context to what's going on. But. It's funny you mentioned that. I, I actually thought this interview lacked a lot of context. So. <laughs> <laughs> don't please, don't stir her up because I'll never hear the end of it. Um, yeah, but when we go out for dessert, yeah, she thinks my favourite food is waffle. So. Yeah, well, mate, see, we get to hang up after this and you've got to go back and deal yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Right. Thanks, Jules. Um, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, so another couple hey, quick fires. We like to ask um, every every fire that's that's kind enough to come on the pod. Uh, Derby or Big Blue? Which one means more to you? Which one do you Ooh. like more? Derby. Ooh, yeah. okay. Uh, I think just because of my experiences in, in both, oh, like on. one outweighs the other. Yeah. Yep, fair enough. Uh, Favourite Sydney FC teammate? Ooh. Oh Jesus! Oh, this. Yes. See, they're all they're all they're all so different in so many different ways. But when they come together, it just makes the best mix. Like uh, instead of favorite, who are you closest to? Would would, would Joshy Josh Brillante would you be close? Pretty close with Josh, I imagine. Josh was there, yeah. When when Josh was there, we got to a stage playing in the middle where we didn't even speak to each other. We just knew where each other was going to be. You just got oh. to that stage. So he was he was really a close teammate. But you got the likes of now, like. It goes from like the elder statesmen to like the, the younger lads, and when when Broski, Cairns, Timo, Wilco, when all them lads are there, like you, you couldn't you couldn't help but just sit down and have a yarn with them, yeah, you know, yarn about life, and they're just absolutely top 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 people. But then in in terms of my age group, you got your Joshies, your your Buster, Ryan Grant, you got Zools, you've got Ryan McGowan, you've got Bratzy now, you've got a Paulie. The list could go on. Like when it, it's like just to give you a little example, you walk in and you could, there's like five tables uh, in the Sydney FC, like um, where we train and we have lunch there and breakfast there. And 
even the coaching staff, like there's a coaching staff, there's another table, another table. You could sit at any table. Like it could be the coaching staff and you could talk to Bimby, you could talk to Aaron, you could you can talk to any of them about anything. Then you can go and speak to a, a Ninko, like at the foreigner's table. And <laughs> like, you, could, you, could, you could chat to him. Like he was my next door neighbor for, for four years that were there. And we're really still really close with his family. And you could chat to him about anything. And then you go and, you, you chat to a Broski or a Simo or a Buster about just Aussie stuff. And yeah, it was just, man, it was just, you know, I, I reminisce now and it's just, um, it's such a cool part of life that I'll always be able to yeah, remember. Awesome. Um, and what's, what's your favorite goal you've scored? What's my favorite what? The favorite goal you've scored, your favorite Sydney FC goal. The banger. Oh, um, Central Coast one. Is that the one you're thinking of? Yeah, that was up there because I don't think I've ever struck a ball that sweetly off yeah. off either foot, really. I don't know how I am. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? J.O. and N.O.'s just walked in the building. Yeah. Mate, uh, there might be a flat pack somewhere. <laughs> you put that together? Yeah, well, it won't be you. That's yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you just get on that laptop, bro. <laughs> Brilliant. Look, look what you've done to me. Look what you've done to me. Um, yeah, probably the either the Central Coast or the or the at home against Melbourne Victory. Both of them uh, striking a ball like that. God, I don't honestly I don't know how it how it eventuated, how oh, it happened. SCG, but... SCG won against the Victory. Yeah, the... yeah, the SCG. Yeah, it, it left just both of them left me left me foot. Yeah, really well. Um, and then yeah, just start celebrating. It yeah. I remember being behind the goal for that. That yeah. was that was a fun time. <laughs> All right, <laughs> funniest player from the club. Funniest player. It was who cracked you up. He was always guaranteed. So at the start, it was Seb Ryle when I was there. Yeah. Seb Ryle is an absolute like he's a larrikin. Like without even trying to be, he's an absolute. What a lad, you know, what a lad. <laughs> from then from Seba, it was uh, definitely Carnes when yeah. David Carney was there. <laughs> the stuff he used to get away with and what he said to Arnie, I was like, oh, he's not going to play in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> and then he'd stare and then he'd, with his left foot wand, he'd be just, yeah, not a problem. You know, like he was, uh, he was such a larrikin. And then uh, when I just left, Ryan McGowan, oh my days, he is. We've had yeah. a bit of a window into Ryan's uh, humour. Yeah, we have. He, he's a good bloke. <laughs> he's very funny. Right. There you talk three. Yeah, there you talk brilliant, three. Brilliant yeah. talk three. What about biggest pest, though? Biggest pest, Michael Zula. Ah, yes! That's yes. like almost unanimous. <laughs> Michael Zula. And he'll love me for saying that. I'll press oh. him a little bit. He's, um, yeah, he's, 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 a, he's a good lad, but he's always up to yeah, him and him and Paulie, like you know when you know when something's going down because them two are having an argument about something, you know. So they've obviously done something. Um, but yeah, Zul's he's he's just had actually uh, twin twin little lads and they're very yes. cute. So um, he's into fatherhood now, Zulzi. God love him. Yeah, just bought a bouncer, I think it was. Yes, that's right. He has got a bouncer. <laughs> that's right. Um, Brothers, what about another one about teammates? I suppose in UFC teammates, if you could bring. A Sydney FC player that you played with over to Bururam, who would it be and why? Oof, okay. You need any yeah. big central defenders or what do you? 
I'm just trying to think, yeah, what what we what we lacking? Probably like it, it goes again to um not even to do with like personalities or friendships or mateships or whatever, probably just pure football base. Mm-hmm. I'd bring Joshy, because again, we wouldn't have to speak. We'd just be like, we'd just be running amok, having a laugh, and then um, we just know what the go is because we've just played each other so long. One thing that I'd love though. We used to do in, in, in games, and this came, which is just experience me and Buster. Again, it was, was no communication, no nothing. When I got the ball from Azul's or, or an Inco dropping in the pocket and playing it back, I'd take a touch out of my feet and li- I wouldn't have to say anything. I'd just see the road runner coming out of nowhere and he'd just make that forward run inside the box where if the ball was played properly, he was either nodding it across for a goal or he'd be scoring himself. Um, and I've always missed that because I love playing that ball, you know, and I'm trying with our tie right, right back here. He's actually our captain. He kind of like makes that run, but I've only known the chap for three, four months. So we need to get a bit more relationship. But yeah, Buster and, and Joshy. Yeah, I think would be We're awesome. Out. We were robbed of, I think, you and you and Bratz actually teaming oh. up for a bit longer, mate, because oh. that ball in the grand final is almost exactly the one that you're describing. When, when he, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, I was like, that's the that the ball, that's the ball that can just yeah. that can just unlock. And Bratz's Bratz's got that and a hell of a lot more in his locker. He's oh. he's, he's a joy. He's a joy to watch. In the two games we did see you two together, <laughs> my lord, that's right. Oh, yeah. I, I need he's, he's probably the most intelligent, like Bratzy's a, a dead set good human, like just a top, top human. Like he, you can just chat to him about here, there and everything, you know, but he's probably the most intelligent footballer um, I've, I've ever, I've ever played with. Like Ninko, obviously all round is probably the best footballer I've played with, but for brains, like I often refer back to Bratzy, like he loves his golf, but he's got a set of golf. He's yep. got a driver. He's got a fucking four iron. He's got a chipper. He's got a sandwich in his left and his right foot. Like he can play any ball you want, you know? He's he's that that electric at it. We love him. We love him. We yeah, um interesting one, interesting question here, Brandon. Overseas Australian football is is commonly known as being a bit quite physical and and the players that we've described, you know, you've just talked about and then with yourself and Joshy in the middle of the park, I, I guess definitely physical and ball winning ball winning midfielders. How, how would you describe the the Thai league uh, or the Thai brand of football? As as best as I can, it's a ping pong match. So, wow. so you, you, you literally attack and you think, oh, we did all right there. We could have scored. And then lit- within two seconds, the keepers rolled the ball out and they're off attacking down your other end. So it's, it's such a transition league. That's probably the biggest thing that I've had adjusted to because – at Sydney, like, and in, in Australian football, we do a hell of a lot more of build-up, like a hell of a lot more of formational yeah. and tactical tweaks where we rotate out to start the play. As, as a midfielder, like, you love being on the ball. You want to get the ball from a Wilco and play it into an Inco and you want to play the ball into a Buster and, like, you, you want to start the play. And by the end of my Sydney career, I felt like I was, I was really grasping that, like being able to start the play and either set up or finish the play um, down the other end. Here in Thailand, I was, and in Korea as well, um, more specifically Thailand, you're thrusted into, like, you have to stay away from the ball. Like, the, like the, our defenders have the ball, and then as quick as you can, they get the ball up to your attacking third, and then that's where you come alive. Um, you have to join in, and you've got to play things off the cuff, around the corners, like, 
And that's that's been a big shift in my mentality because I've in my first few games, I was coming looking for the ball and I'm like, do these chaps know it? Like, no, I'm even playing, you know, because they're not they're not even looking at you. They're just thinking, right, let's get this upfield as as quick as we can. And then from there, let's try create as many chances as we can. So possession stats are really low here in, in Thailand. And I'm sure build-ups and tactical rotations is is really non-existent. But what I've found actually pretty cool is like being able to to adjust to a, a new system and be be health for leather for the full 90 minutes, but having a bit of calmness in the chaos. And um, yeah, I'm slowly... I'm slowly getting there. Um, again, it's an adjustment that obviously takes time. But what I've learned very quickly overseas is being a foreigner, like you either perform mm. and you're the best thing since sliced bread or you're the worst player. Don't put your boots on. You're just watching today type thing. And when you like, I, I care, like I love the game. I love playing and I love our team doing well. But what I've really learned as a foreigner in, in Asia is like, you have to always put perspective on things, prepare as best you can, but sometimes you can't control everything. You know, you can't control if the coach picks you, you can't control if you do this formation or that formation or things are changing. You've got to be adaptable and control what literally you can control. And then whatever else happens is a bonus. You know, I'm still coming home to a, a, a great mate in Nicole. Like we're still able to have this amazing experience and there's, yeah, it's perspective has been the big thing um, on the Asian journey so far. Outs, brilliant answer. Thanks, thanks, Brendan. Outside, with that in mind, that style of play and, and like I said, sort of skipping the midfield every now and then, outside of Marcelo Bielsa's Leeds United and the Premier League. Here we go. What, um, <laughs> what league do you reckon would, would suit your, your football in the midfield, mate? Would it be sort of like a, a Dutch league or the Belgium league? Or have, is, there, is there a league that you sort of think that you'd absolutely thrive in? See, I've always dreamt of playing in like a championship and I don't know why. I've always, I just thought that the style of play there is like the teams are vying for, I guess, the biggest prize in football, like a Premier League status. Okay. So you thought you'd play in the championship, so you wanted to play for Leeds. Stop it. That would be the dream, you know, if, if that was to happen. Like Jesus, but I'm sorry you set me up for that. <laughs> I can see, I can see a little, a little grin. Bastard, he goes for top. Let, let the know? man, let the man finish his answer. Yeah, sorry, Brandon. Chokes to chokes <laughs> dinner. In, in terms of like, um, I guess an all-round league, like I'd, English football, I've just always been drawn to. Like I do like the tactical battles of like, say, in Italy or a Holland or a mm-hmm. or a Belgium, where like they play amazing football. But then I've, you kind of couple that with, with the English style of play where it is physical and they, they do get stuck in. And I really like that in the game. Um, so it's always been a little, a little dream of mine to, to have a go in England. Um, yeah. But look, I'm, I'm quite happy and I'm quite fulfilled in like the journey I'm, I'm on at the minute. And that's like, that's probably something I've, I've, I've come to really evolve into. Like I'm actually, I'm really happy um living out daily processes rather than focusing on like the outcome because like you could you could want this that and the other but on a on a daily basis if you're not happy chasing chasing that 
and doing the things that are going to lead you to that, then you're kind of missing the boat. And what I've kind of evolved into again, just, just through the experience that I've been having is, is waking up and doing the things that number one is going to make me happy and fulfilled, but is going to push me towards being a better me and a better version of myself. And, um, I'm, I'm starting to really live that. And, um, if that ends, if that ends in England, like happy days, put me on a plane tomorrow. But if that ends with, um, after football, like Nicole becoming a doctor, what she dreams of doing, my kids being put through, um, whatever they want to do in terms of school and sport, um, like my mum, my dad, my sister, they're all, they're all okay. And, and me being a, a like, a, I guess a stay at home dad, dropping the kids to school, you know, venturing back into NPL football and helping out down at the canteen, making the coffees, doing this, that, and the other, like, I'll be, I think I'll be. It's a long way off, mate. As proud. I know, I know. I'm only 26, so, but. I'm still a baby. My mum my mom and dad and, and expecting Nicole, like they, they've, they're all in it. Like you've, you've, you just, you remember where you come from. You keep your head on your shoulders and you keep working hard. Uh, Jules, AKA Nicole or Nicole, Jules. Uh, <laughs> she, you know, over the past year, she showcased her amazing, amazing culinary skills. Mm. Uh, oh. like, play, you know, they've, uh, they've had me salivating. Uh, please, it like, took me by fucking surprise as well. <laughs> really, really. So she she didn't show any of that prior to like her Instagram. So in Sydney, obviously, Jules, she's a sonographer by trade. She loves a job. She loves. She genuinely loves a job, and this is why she wants to venture into her dream of becoming a doctor. And in Sydney, um, how our lives were, um, Jules would work from morning till five, and then. Her, her love of CrossFit, then she'd go and train from five to eight, you know? So that was her whole day was done. So I'd rock up at train at eight o'clock at Sydney. I'd be home by about half three, four o'clock. So I'd be kind of, I'd be fed. And then tea would be for Jules would be um, like it, something, something that tastes good, but was quick and easy. So it'd be like a, a My Muscle Chef meal or mm-hmm. something quick and easy. Get out, heat in a gob and that was good like we were happy as Larry like we were we were still together and then obviously days off would be awesome you know weekend she'd come to the game a day off on a Sunday we'd go out and do whatever we want to do and but she never got the chance to actually have a crack at being a, a Jamie Oliver you know and and when we got to Korea obviously that all changed she couldn't work um she couldn't she couldn't do what she wanted to do and um how she kind of got through that was like, right, I'm, I'm actually keen now to start cooking. So I was like, oh, this, I've right, yeah. done this before, but like, no. look, we're, we're in it together. We'll give it, we'll give it a crack. And what she said, it got to the end where she was making, making um, special fried rice and putting it in a pineapple. Like, 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 and eating it out of that. Like it got to the stage where she was doing like crumbed gnocchi, and oh. um, after each game, she would home make a pizza for me. Like she would do the dough herself. Oh, so what was wow. what was your favorite meal? Yeah, it was a favorite. What was your? So she the pizza after the game was just um, like homemade. Like I'd walk in from the game really coming out of the oven, and I'd be just like, "What?" And it was like you know thick. Like I love a thick crust pizza. This thing was thicker than a Snickers. Like it was huge. Like, <laughs> do that after the game and then um the gnocchi was good this crumb gnocchi she used to do it um i'm a sucker for like italian food like anything 
bad for you. Give it to me. But then on Sunday, she used to make protein. Pa- that was, I think, protein pan- pancakes at lunchtime. Yeah. Drizzled that with a bit of honey, Nutella, whatever you reckon. And, oh, she Eight, was, man. it was, yeah, it got to a stage where she was getting that good. I was like, you need to start, like, putting this out there. And that's how... Yeah, I guess feeding a footballer came about, and that kept her busy with a, with a CrossFit, and she she jumped into that. Is she um, still now? Or so it, it might like it could make a comeback, but at the minute, number four is just really pulling on her. Yeah. Like that. So if he if he gets through what he's getting through, um, yeah, we will probably be um, up to our ears in caring for number four. Mm, how good! Well, yeah. I also read. Um, no, you did mention that you had a few kegs on you back in the day. Are you still carrying a little digital scale with you on away games? <laughs> so, yeah, I I, I did. Uh, when when I got to that stage of um, kind of finding out what makes Branners, I guess, tick. And what makes me tick, I found, is like, yeah, doing, doing what other people aren't willing, really. Um, and control and what I can control and a massive part of that has been has been diet because I have grown up grown up in an Irish and English background where it's meat meat veg um as much potato as you can get takeaways on a Friday and just getting anything that tastes nice into your gob you know <laughs> and it got to the stage where I was performing quite well in Sydney um and I was enjoying myself but if I was to get to a soccerer's level like I needed to start doing things that were going to bang from a book, just create that 1% extra performance wise. And, and in, in, in dietary um, terms, it was, it was macros. It was, it was um, following a, a macronutrient based diet, um, having grams of protein, carbs and fats to hits every day. And and that's what I did. I used to, the lads were mad. I'd go, I'd, I'd bring my own kind of food in um, for lunch and make sure I was hitting my macronutrients weighing it out and then uh, for for dinners and snacks and pre-game post-game I'd be doing the exact same thing and I actually did probably get to a stage where it was it was it was getting to a very unhealthy habit I was very lean I was very, very OC. I could run about no problem but the my quality of life started to suffer a bit and I've now yeah. I've now really found that balance. I was 74, 75 kilos at Sydney and I'm, I'm probably floating between 77, 78 now where I'm able to still perform at that higher level. But like I allow uh, Nicole to, to make a tea, you know, and she like she's not making a McDonald's meal. You know, she's making good quality food that I need. You know, oh, it was a bit of trust. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit yeah. Is that where she is now? Oh, I don't <laughs> want to say she's on the laptop. She's researching laptop. recipes, I hope. That's oh, probably. <laughs> probably that'd be nice. Yeah, she's doing a pasta bake tonight, so I'm all for oh, that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm all for that. But Hello, yeah, you just got to New Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, it's stuff like little things like that, like um you know, they, they were kind of getting to a stage where I did like in order to perform, I, I, I don't have to weigh and measure everything that I eat now. But um, yeah, in terms of the life that we live back home, like I, I was kind of doing my own meals and just to make sure I was ticking boxes for a weekend. It was just a tool that I, I used. Um, yeah, to do. Mate, we're, we're, we're nearly out of time. We've got a couple more for you. Have you have you, one of the most important ones we've come to up was have you seen much of have you seen much of Sydney this year? play 
I have. Yes, yeah. I have. I watched. Um, they they're good. They, they haven't had really the rub of the green in, in, in some of the games that I thought we we could have. And um, we, we tend to like we, we all know our style of play at Sydney. Like we we have one of the best footballing brands I think ever produced in in the A League, and you, you you still see like lads like. Um, they, they just know what they're doing, you know. Bratzi and Paulie know what they're doing in the middle. Ninko and Cass or um, or, or Alba Johan, they know where to be. You've got overlapping fullbacks still with Kingy and Buster. You've got now Bobo's coming back into the mix where he's been there, he's done that, he can link with Ninko. And then you've got stability again at the back with Buster, um, with Wilco and, and Gauza. So I think we're timing our run really well to the end of the season because I think we're starting to really see it now flourish. Like I watched the game against glory. We could have been five nil up at half time. Like, and we should have been, we should have been. Not Um, lack of trying and a lack of creating chances. Bloody Liam Reddy. Have a a word with him. (laughs) He was absolutely like, and he always seems to play his best games against us. You meant Jamie. Yeah. Jamie Young's another one, doesn't he? Like they turn into bloody Manuel Neuer, but I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see the lads now and full steam ahead and into the final series, because um, this is when we tend to hit our straps. Like we build such an amazing foundation in, in the in the preseason that leads us to make sure we perform very well in the season. But what fans got to understand is you don't see the best of the Sydney FC team until we hit the finals. Like that's when it's kind of like a Richmond. You know, you see you see the the Tigers like they're a very good side in the home and away season. But somehow, some way, when it comes to final series, when it matters, they they turn this yeah they turn this switch and. Sydney FC have got that. Um, they've got that and they know how to do it. So it's what exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been spoiled with success over the years. Yeah. We have. We have. Uh, Brannis, yeah. before you go, I've got another little segment. I did I did the same segment with Ryan Grant uh, just last, last week, week, didn't we? And uh, surprisingly, yeah. he, he did very well. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I was, well, you know, because Ryan gives off a bit of a, you know, nonchalant, devil may surfy, bogan, you know. Yeah. Really know what date is kind I'm of just cookie, but Buster knows yeah. what the hell is. He yeah. knows what the hell is. Now, Brandis has been away from the club for about 18 months, so this will be interesting, Sean. Yeah, I'm gonna battle. We're gonna test your Sydney FC <laughs> knowledge of yourself. So, this is a, a very uh, original segment. How well does Brandis know Brandis Sydney FC version? <laughs> <laughs> Can I get Jules in? She'll fucking nail this. <laughs> <laughs> She's caught up tonight. All right, well, you might be able to phone a friend. You know, okay. like, all, right. all right. So, what was your or what is your Sydney FC cap number? Cap number. So, mm. like, which, which uh, what know, number Sydney FC player? You know, mm. what oh. Sydney FC players that give him passed. give him a hint. What number was it's Buster? Three digits. Buster was sixty nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. sixty nine. Right. All right. So, when did I come? I came back in season ten. Um, I'd say I'd be in the. I don't know, 300s. No. Oh, God. Jeez. I don't know. 300. I don't know. We've had that many. Come on, Brandis. <laughs> I mean, not. Oh, see, this is where I told you I'd be battling. I know I'm, not, I know I'm at number 13. Yeah, I was, I was number 13. Hey, I'll Looks give you later. that. Uh, it's 137. 137. Yeah. Okay. Pretty good. Your face. <laughs> the face uh, when he heard 100. Um, oh, oh. It's only up from here. Um, exactly. Did Buster get that? Did Buster get his? Yeah. Oh. No, we gave him, no, he did. We gave him a, a clue because he was, oh, he was a 69 it. and I said, oh, you know, you're a bit of a porno. <laughs> 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 number. 
I tell you what, it must have got that first crack. If anyone, Jesus, that one was the only one he got wrong, I think. Yeah. All right. Pressure's on. How about this one? Uh, How many appearances for the club? A hundred and I want to say 51. Bloody close. 147. 145. Yeah, it was was up. It was close. Good Good effort. Half a point. Good effort. Uh, (laughs) What was your first appearance in a Sydney FC jersey? Uh, I like this question. This was good, right? This was my first appearance. Are we talking league or any competition? Overall. Any competition. No, not friendlies? No, it has to be either cup or league. Okay, because I was going to say that I was Tottenham or Chelsea, but I think was it round one against Melbourne City? Think of home. Think of home, Brenners. Yeah. Home? What, Perth? Sorrento. Sorrento. Round oh, the FFA Cup. That's it. Oh, the FFA Cup. That was right. I forgot about that. Yeah, clearly, clearly. Uh, yeah. Teaching him, you're teaching him things. When was me? Me Melbourne City one must have been close after that. Must have been. Oh, yeah. Must All have right, been. Right. You should be able to get this one. I hope. Uh, what was your last appearance for the club? Oh. Last appearance for the club was. It was. It was unfortunately when I busted my knee. That was against Western Melbourne, was it? Yes. Well, yeah, Western That's United. Right. Correct. Western United when I busted me back in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's why we kind of got surprised, like, you know, got picked up by Pohang. And I'm like, oh, but I know. he's, you know, hobbling on one leg. Yeah. yeah, it was New Year's and we were sat around and it came through and I was like, these lads are having a laugh. Like, they must have been injured, right? Like, they must know it. And then it was for real. And then they were like, no, by the time you come over, you would have done your prehab and... I got there, prehab was finished, and it was like running a marathon with this with them army chaps. Um, yeah, didn't expect that. Yeah, we're just we're just How glad good. you're out of black and red. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. That's you know, true. shame. Like, yeah. like shame. I remember you putting that like, post up on Instagram. I was trying to get around it as best I could, but then I don't know. It just didn't. It didn't suit me completely. No, <laughs> and, it ne- and it never will. It doesn't bring. And it eyes. never will, Brent. Yeah, Keep really that in mind. Right. Here's an here's an obscure question. Uh, so you'll probably get it. Uh, how many times for the for Sydney FC were you an unused sub? Oh, jeez. Oh, Sat on the bench and Did didn't nothing. get called Twitted upon. Thumbs. Think back to the hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you. Christ, these are belter questions. <laughs> <laughs> he busted so, him pretty well with this one yeah, too. Yeah, he did. Jules! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get her in. How many times did she stare at the back of your head? Was I an unused sub for Sydney? Was I an unused sub for Sydney? And if so, how many? I think I was. I can't. Yeah, I remember when I went through a patch where we weren't going so In the well. beginning where the two, those two midfielders... Tavares, maybe, when Tavares yeah. was there. That's right, yeah. when they were better Tavares. than you. I'd say Sorry, maybe... They were better than <laughs> well, they were at the time. Oh, they were better than me, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> say five times. Five. Maybe four. 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 So close. Gosh, she's clever. You're Very good, Jules. She's good, isn't she, phone a friend? <laughs> good. <laughs> She's very good. You would have said. Hey, Jules. How many was it? 
Three. Three. Steve. Oh, oh, that was even better. That was good. Sorry, I underestimated. My- Feel free to feel free to stick around and, and help him with the rest, Jules, if you want. Uh, how many? Okay, I do need help. I've got one. She needs me, baby. I got one right. So Brandon, uh, how many goals have you scored for the club? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I just looked at her. I looked at her. I want to say like, I want to say double figures, but I don't know if they are double figures. Nah, 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 nah. Ooh. Seven and ten. Oh, the penalties count? Depen- yes. Oh, <laughs> hang on. Penalty. Penalties oh, in penalties shootouts. Oh, no, no, penalties no. shootouts. Not, not in the grand finals. Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. uh, not the finals. Okay, so there was two, play. two free kicks in quick succession yeah. against the Derby and then there was a Melbourne victory, I think, away. Wow. Central Coast was at Banger and there was a Melbourne victory, Perth Glory, five. There's two other ones. Are you sure they're not the penalty shootouts? I'm backing myself in here, lad. Seven. Oh, you had the answer before I heard it. It's five. Oh, you kidding? No, it's ten. It's all figures. I knew it. You're better than you think you are. These goals. <laughs> I knew it. I knew we should double figures. Oh. Well done. We all need yeah, something in our lives. We, we all need a Jules. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone needs someone sister? in I'm their single. lives that backs you as much as <laughs> Sean. I know. I know. She just gets around you, doesn't she? Well, no, all right. How many? Four, four more questions. Four uh, more quick four ones. More, four more. Um, um, when was the first goal for the City of C? First goal. goal. Oh, me, me derby. Me derby goal. Yeah. Yep. yep, very good. Were you, pointing, were you pointing to the jewels in that one when you celebrated? A funny story, quick one. They, yeah. they weren't meant to come to the game in Mam Dad and Jules was back home in Perth. No, but... yeah. Dad were. Oh, really? They were always good. Oh, they, oh yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> my mum and dad were, but Jules wasn't. She, we were doing long distance at this time, so she was still um, finishing off a degree back home in Perth, but she surprised me the morning of the game. So I had Jules, I had my mum oh, and dad, and in the warm-up, um, they obviously shout me name, and so I knew where they were sitting. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I knew Brilliant. where to run. Yeah. Uh, all right, next next one. Uh, what is similar about your first and second goals for the club? Both free. Oh, both free kicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I heard, Did you or Jules play for the club? Yeah, do it. Back yourself. Go on. <laughs> yeah, both yes. free kicks. Well done. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to uh, send over a closer each pom-poms. day. Like, far out. <laughs> All, All right, second last one. How many yellows have you gotten for the club? Oh, Jesus, how long have we got? Um, this is a lot. Yeah. Jules can ramble them off. <laughs> <laughs> this every, this every time she was disappointed. I've been at this many touches. No. So me and- <laughs> <laughs> All over, aren't you? How fantastic. Yeah, she's on board. So 145 <laughs> games, Branners. So percentages, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say half, so I want to cut that. <laughs> and then from there, it was probably between, I'd say between, I'd, a rough estimate, 22. No, it's got to be higher than that. Yeah, so yeah, you're a dirty player. Yeah. <laughs> you got the record for the most. <laughs> Where are you going with that? You and Josh Berlante were both really high. Wow. No, they got away with everything, Jules, because they played for Sydney. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No comment. So are we, high, are we higher than 20? Yeah, higher than 20. We'll give you another 30, guess. 34. 34. 34. 34. Oh, okay. yeah. about, about right. Like I'd I'd say. be trusted. Oh. And, uh, last, so I can be happy with that. Last, last one of does 
Brandon even know Brandon. Um, how many not. appearances <laughs> did you have for the – how many – that last season you had for us yep. before you made your way to South Korea, the good Korea, how many games <laughs> did you have for us? Oh, right. So we made, we made our way <laughs> January we left, wasn't it? Yeah, when's the season start? October. October, really? so... And then you were injured from the... Why is 12 going into 11? Because you've gotten every other one wrong, so that that'd be wrong. It must be about six. <laughs> six. She's so much better at this. Than <laughs> I think we should have done the interview in the cross. Very close. Eight. 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 Oh, <laughs> she is much better. Than, she, she knows. She knows. Next week on next week on Sky Blue Stories, Jules O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, can we have a behind the scenes? Like, fascinating. Yeah, yeah. The, the ongoing. Yeah. This, this is our life now. We just, we just have a crack and see what happens. Yeah. Brilliant. Fantastic. Watch cows. Um, and look, thank you for your time. Thank you, Jules, for helping out with Absolute pleasure to have you both on. Thank you for the stitch ups as well. Thank you, Jules. Um, we, we cannot thank you enough. Um, absolutely <laughs> fascinating. Totally insightful. Um, Brandon O'Neill, Jules O'Neill, thank you very much for joining us. Really, really, really appreciate it. No, you're more than welcome. Thanks for having us on. Thanks, guys.